0: Joining us to start off the show right now is the former Democratic Senate leader and now the current board member for Fair Vote Minnesota. It's Melissa Franzen, who's kind enough today to talk about uh, Fair Vote Minnesota and the work to try to pass ranked choice voting statewide in 2023. Melissa, thank you very much. I'm so used to saying Senator. Melissa, thank you very oh, much. It's so nice to have you on the air.
1: Nice to finally be on. And I'm so glad you're on the road to recovery, Matt. Really it- Excited that you're back on and that we are um, able to continue to to chat about the issues of the day. I'm so glad you're doing well.
0: I know the last time you and I talked was uh, the the hurricane down in Puerto Rico, and in those area I mean, we were talking about the, the that was a few years ago. But uh, you know it's nice to catch up with you again. Uh, you of course uh, did not run for Senate again, uh, and but you have found a home with Fair Vote Minnesota.
1: Well, and I went back to my small business in, in public relations. So um and one of the the organizations that I uh, decided to be on the board after uh, taking a little break from politics is Fair Vote, Minnesota, which is definitely in line with the work that we did in the and in, in the legislature in terms of elections and and being part of uh, a group that's nonprofit, that's uh, nonpartisan, and that works to strengthen our democracy through the education of ranked choice voting, which is what we're working on. We're trying to pass. Uh, local and statewide ranked choice voting. For those who don't know, uh, Fair Vote is the organization. There's a national organization as well. Um, And they've been working really hard for the last decade and more uh, to be more inclusive, democratic, and representative of our current political system. So ranked choice voting is the system that we're trying to pass, and I'd be happy to talk more about it um, as well.
0: Well, and I think once again, let's just go back to the very beginning here. Why don't you explain exactly what ranked choice voting is?
1: Sure. So it's also known as RCV, or sometimes called instant runoff voting. Um, it's proven. It's common sense of reform we, we have already in some jurisdictions in Minnesota. So ranked trench voting right now works in uh, in Edi- excuse me, um, Bloomington, uh, Saint Louis Park, Minnetonka, and. Um, Minneapolis and St. Paul. So those are the five jurisdictions that currently use ranked choice voting for local elections. So you basically vote um, ranking your candidates in order of preference, uh, first choice, second choice, and so on. And if a candidate in a single seat receives majority of the vote, which is 50% plus one of their first choice rankings in the first round, that candidate wins. However, if no candidate has a majority of, of the voters in that election cycle, um, support then the candidate with the fewest choice votes is defeated and the lead, and those ballots are now reallocated to count for those second choices so it's a system where you want every vote every vote counts because if you're not you're, um if you're not someone's first choice you can be their second choice and still win in that election because it's it, it's really looking for the majority of those voters to get the support uh, of the winning candidate so it's really democratic and we think it's it's a way to garner more inclusive democracy by not only having more people running for office because they feel like they can actually win if they're not necessarily engaged um, in political parties and and, and that type of system. And some of these races are not um, partisan races, as we know, for school board, et cetera. Uh, But then um, you get the majority of the vote, and and you also are able to build coalitions. To You're you're campaigning differently. You're campaigning not just to the base, but also to um, people who might be on the other side of the aisle. So, mm. you, you know, definitely want to have um, less polarization, um, breaking through gridlock, giving more choice and more power to that voter, making sure that every vote counts and building that broad coalition to encourage positive campaigning and civility, not just during the election process, but also as an elected official, you are also going to be uh, very much in tune with that broader coalition who helped you get there.
0: I've had people on with talk to rank choice voting before, and I'm going to ask you the same question I've asked them, and they've already always answered it. But I want to make sure we do cover all our dot, you know dot our eyes, cross our T's sort mm-hmm. of thing here. It, you know, explain to people why it's a better form of voting. When their their argument generally comes down is, oh well, that was someone's second choice. We're we going to let second choices or third choices end up deciding this. Uh, you know, explain exactly why you know it gives a better, more full representation of what really is on the voter's mind at the time of the vote?
1: Well, um, you know, one thing is that in, in Minnesota, we have a primary system. So in local elections, um, you would actually eliminate that costly low turnout primary. So more people would be part of the election cycle versus if you go to a primary and then go to a, a general, um, you're losing out, um, folks. Uh, I would say that the spoiler, spoiler problem we saw in the last, um, two cycles ago when we had, uh, folks running under, uh, a party that was ne- not necessarily, um, um, in line with, with a candidate, um, you, you lose those votes. You want those votes to count, um, and not feel like you you're gonna lose the vote by voting for someone who might not have a chance in voting and then spoil the, the you know, end up with the wrong candidate. So it has the opposite effect if you if you don't have ranked choice voting, you can end up with a candidate that might not have um, the majority support. So I, I would say it's more inclusive. Um, it pr- promotes people to, um, you know, build that coalition. and, and one example which is really um, recent is in Alaska. Yeah. um the congresswoman who won mary potola who actually came to minnesota to talk about how she wouldn't have been elected had it not been for ranked choice voting she actually um ran in in a very uh, wide um spectrum of candidates and she ran against sarah palin and other candidates and she came as the coalition builder and she's also the first native alaskan to win so um it was a, a great turnout when it, in that case because it brought a per, person of color who would otherwise have had a hard time getting through um, the, the, the you know, number of, of elected um, or candidates in that particular race. So, um, again, we think it's, it's, it's needed for being more cost effective to solve the spoiler problem. Encourage positive campaigning um, and bringing the best candidate that represents the majority of the people. So, so you might think it's a second choice. It's really the person who represents the majority of the people because it has majority support.
0: I think the most constant example have been the 2018 election down in, in a Senate district or a House district two, uh, where uh, Jason Lewis beat uh, Angie Craig on that election, um, and and then basically because there was a third party spoiler candidate, but I don't believe either one of them got more than 50 percent of the vote. And more than likely, if you would have taken that that uh, spoiler candidate out and divvied up the votes, it would probably been enough to basically put Angie Craig over the top. She eventually did win and she's held that seat since. But Mm -hmm. that's the consummate example. But that does bring up one of the big conflicts for this getting passed is Republicans who are, let's be honest, not in charge right now. Uh, The Republicans, um, they seem to not like this that much. Because it does do that. I mean, we, we've got a story today out of the reformer where, you know, Republicans were basically giving money to a marijuana candidate just to make sure that they could stay on the ballot and try to play spoiler in the last election. I mean, there's they like to have this. This is something that has been alleged. There's been some evidence of it going on that the Republicans like to run third party candidates as spoilers. The reality is I think that there's – that's really I think what they want to kind of keep, but they kind of put forward this this can't be trusted. How do you go out into – out of the metro area where the, the cities that do have ranked choice voting now are and go on out into rural communities and say actually this is a better way to do it?
1: Well, and, and there's instances in, – and it, again, it's nonpartisan, so there's instances in other parts of the country where – uh, Republicans do win under this system. So this system doesn't favor one party over the other. It favors the person who has the majority support of those voters. Uh, and I might add that, um, Angie Craig is a big, um, ranked choice voter supporter. Um, uh, maybe because she runs in a really tight district. So does, um, <laughs> Dean Phillips is another one. Um, but these are districts where they actually need Republican support to win to get them through the finish line because they're very, very tight. Um, some of the people on the board of ranked, of uh, our fair vote are board members like Kim Nelson who came from, corporate and business, um, Mike Osterholm. Um, we all know him after the pandemic. We got to really know uh, our, our um, most um, uh, favored, uh, if you will, um, a scientist behind um, giving us advice. So we know that this is a system that um, gives more choice for anyone wanting to run uh, under any party, quite frankly. But right. we also understand that um, having an endorsement from a particular um, major party is helpful in those statewide races where it is partisan. again, these this is a system that's being used right now in local races, and it can be go it can go all the way down to city council, how we see it in in Minneapolis, but it could also be uh, a school board can choose to to do this as well. Um the part of the bill that we're helping to to push this year is to allow for the local option, and, and that is just what it means. Um, jurisdictions could opt. To do um, ranked choice voting um, right away, if they so choose. Um, so we we just think this is a better way of politics because we, we've seen so much polarization and so much divisiveness. I mean, I've been in the legislature ten years. I, I didn't run again, as you mentioned, and I've seen even in those uh, ten years how we've gone from working together and collaboratively to basically obstructionist. And that is the, the 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 game that we're playing in right now in politics. And we want people who are doers, and we think ranked choice voting or voter is going to self-select people who are actually going to be there for the right reasons and are going to do the work of the people that elected them because they need that majority of support to win and continue to serve.
0: You are a saint for serving the last 10 years. <laughs> I just you, you are a saint. <laughs> it was a privilege. Yeah. the privilege. Um, all right, I want to bring up uh, another thing, which I, I've if, from the last ranked choice voting that happened in Minneapolis, this is one of the things that actually there were people I know that if were pro-ranked choice voting that are a little more skeptical on it. And this was the don't rank for Fry movement, where multiple candidates were trying to convince people to not rank the current mayor of the city, and well, frankly, it backfired. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, an mm-hmm. argument I can make the argument very clear, clearly that you know, as opposed to telling people who not to vote for, why aren't you out there telling the people who to vote for? That's going to help your out your candidate a lot more in the long run. What about that element of it? The the, the, the you're going to have that where you're going to have people that are trying to be, for lack of a better way to say it, plotting it to get certain people to lose. I know that's not necessarily the goal here, but is that – how does how does uh, FairVote look at that? Is that something that you you know, appreciate because it still is people active in the political system?
1: Well, it didn't work out, um, as you mentioned, in Minneapolis that actually backfired. And, and that's what we're seeing, that uh, people can say, vote for me first and vote for me second. That's exactly what we heard from Mary Paltella when she did uh, testify in the Senate. Um, and you can go back to that Senate hearing uh, where she talks about how she um, – you know, was, you know, was in a parade and, and at the end of the parade, and she's like the last one there and, and saying, well, you like that candidate, and but you vote for me second. People kind of get surprised that you still want their support. And that's the whole process of democracy. We want people to want to be engaged, to want to show up in, in the elections, um, and vote for, for the people they think are best suited to represent them. And that might be more than one person. But you might have uh, a better inclination for one, but nonetheless, you don't want that vote vote to to go to waste if you also think someone else can do the job, and that's what's the the beautiful nature of ranked choice voting that actually allows for people to. Uh, be engaged, feel like their vote counts, it's not going to be wasted, and, and for candidates to tone it down and really work hard to build coalition and build yeah. uh, a campaign that's inclusive. And it brings in more people of color. That is something that we've seen around in the polling that we've seen around the country in the data. Uh, we also see that um, the majority of Uh, Minnesotans, there was a recent poll just done as well, um, do favor ranked choice voting as well to the tune of 54%. So um, we see there's a lot of promise. Um, It's not going to happen overnight. The bill that we have calls for a task force to put all the parameters in place. So we do this thoughtfully with all the right stakeholders, like you said, from rural communities to um, suburban all over Minnesota, bringing the the concerns because we do not have centralized um, election systems like other states we have to build this and it has to be done right and taken thoughtfully so we're bringing the stakeholders from the county level who do run our elections at the county local level those are the people who count those ballots all the way to the state level to make sure that we have the right mechanism and system in place to roll this out not tomorrow it will take time the bill right now um, looks for twenty twenty six. Uh, to make sure um, and actually um, that was reformed now now we're letting the task force decide when they think that would be uh, the appropriate date so um, we will do this thoughtfully. We'll take the time it, that it merits, uh, but we want to make sure that this is something that Minnesotans can can participate in uh, as soon as we're able to.
0: In Alaska, you brought up the Alaska race, and and one of the things that is a, a bit of a fear on on the ranked choice voting is that already Republicans are saying, "Well, no one else runs." That you know, if if this is the case, it's what's what's dangerous for us is if we don't. If we have, you know, dissent within the Republican ranks now there, they were just starting to see more Republicans run, which is kind of the whole goal here is to get more people into the the race. But there is this. Will there be a pushback where the Republican Party in Alaska basically says, nope, there's only going to be one candidate because we're not going to we don't want to lose this on a rank choice v- voting thing. Is there a concern that if you do have a political party who basically is like, OK, no, we're in it to win it. We don't want to have this that actually will stifle the amount of candidates that could possibly come in on a ballot.
1: Well, um I can't speak to to any party in particular. I'm not the the chair of of Alaska Republican or democratic party or or Minnesota for that matter. Uh, what I can tell you is that People have the ability to participate in the democracy regardless of whether they're affiliated with a party or not. Um, we have a lot of nonpartisan races already in our state. We want people to show up and, and raise their hand. We need better and uh, well-rounded um, candidates to, to run and not just do it for the sake of spoiling an election. We want people to serve who are ready to govern. Uh, so I would argue that um, it, it, it behooves us all to to encourage Uh, more more and not less people to to take that step and of public service. It's so important. Tower state is is governed and how our, our our society works so we we must encourage good candidates to run mm-hmm. and and whether it's a p- partisan race or not um, we want the best candidate um, to win who has the broad support of the majority
0: you do have i think the best chance since this that rank choice voting became an issue to getting it passed this year um obviously it's a, a lot of work you guys are doing over the state capitol right
1: yes yes there's been a uh, there's a team that's doing Uh, the lobbying i'm more on the uh, board side and helping with strategy uh, because i I know the the legislature and i'm I'm trying to bring that to um, the the strategy of how to move this forward but also there's a lot of education there's a lot of new members who might have heard of frank choice voting over the campaign but still have questions and we want to make sure that they're answered and that we take our time that's why again the task force is in place And it was actually uh, an idea from the Secretary of State to put this in place. And and we added that to the bill to ensure that we have the best model in the entire country uh, Mm -hmm. for this to be implemented.
0: Our voting system in Minnesota is absolutely top notch, thanks to Steve Simon. So if he's endorsing it, I think we can go a long way with that. So if people want to find out more about Ranked Choice Voting and Fair Vote Minnesota specifically, uh, how should they find out more information about you?
1: Well, they can go to our websites, which is, um, uh, Fair Vote Minnesota, FairVoteMN.org, FairVoteMN.org. You'll see more information there. There's events happening across the state all the time, like rank your brews or rank, you can rank anything, right? Rank your cheesecake, rank your pie. Um, You can do it at home. It's really easy and simple. Um, So there's events uh, and more about how to get involved. So you can um, talk about it in your community. We can come to you. We'd be happy to present in in local organization or your community so you can get uh, more information and learn more about ranked choice voting and why it's so important for our democracy
0: that's fairvotemn.org, fairvotemn.org statewide. Go to that website. You can find out more information about that. Former Democratic Senate leader and now current board member for Fair Vote MN is Melissa Franson. Melissa, first of all, thank you very much for the kind words. It's it's very nice. You've been very supportive. I really appreciate that. All my best on this issue, and uh, we'll hopefully see if we can get Ranked Choice Voting passed in 2023.
1: Thank you, Matt. Have a great day.